Hello, how's everybody doing? I'm Christian Wagner, and this is Militant Thomist. So uh, I'm coming at you with a very different um, afternoon stream, and this is much different than what I normally talk about. But since this was creating a bit of a stir in my DMs and then on social media, especially Twitter, I figured that I should talk about this a bit. And this comes down to um, Dr. Taylor Marshall's recent comments on Pope Francis and some of what uh, the Holy Father said last week at a, um, I think it was at a general audience. So since we'll be talking about other people, I figured that before we get into all of the details that we would pray for both Dr. Marshall and for the Holy Father. So first for uh, Dr. Marshall. So, oh Lord, hear our prayer and let our cry come unto thee. Let us pray. Almighty Father, who didst send thine only Son, that through him all men might be saved. Enable those who teach so to consecrate their lives, that being themselves led of thee, they may lead thy children in paths of everlasting life. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And then a prayer for the Holy Father. So, let us pray. O God, the pastor and ruler of all the faithful, mercifully look upon thy servant Francis, our Pope, whom thou hast been pleased to set as chief shepherd over thy church. Grant him, we beseech thee, to be in word and conduct a wholesome example to the people committed to his charge, that he with them may attain unto everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, so let's get into it. So what I want to do first is I kind of want to go over um, Dr. Marshall's comments on some of what the Holy Father said in regard to heretics and schismatics and blasphemers and their position in the church. I don't want to get into that debate right now over the error of certain statements on this issue, but what I want to get into is a bit of the questions of whether I want to give you guys a bit of a framework of how to view such a case. Um, if a pontiff errs in matters of faith and morals, and then get into a bit of the dangers of Dr. Marshall's approach. And again, I want to say that um, this is not meant to be disrespectful towards Dr. Marshall, and I will very much so stop myself from being disrespectful to him or say, and then in another case, saying anything against um, the Holy Father. I refuse to and have always refused to since becoming Catholic to speak anything against the Holy Father. I, I don't see that as my position. Um, and even if it were, um, I would tremble to speak against Peter and his successor and the vicar of Christ. So I, I will not do it, and I have not done it. And if I have done it, then I repudiate what I have done. So let's get into, um, first, his he had a video um, I think it was four days ago, so let's get into it. 
should have pulled this up beforehand, but I didn't. Sorry about that. So let's go into videos. And there's an ad right here that's going to show, but I just want to go over the, there's a specific section I want to bring up because I think it's very important to seeing into Dr. Marshall's mind right now in this case. So I'm pulling it up here soon. Okay, here it is. Share screen. There you go. So you guys can see it. Okay, good. So there's the ad right there. So Pope Francis teaches heresy. Pope Pius XII condemned the heresy of Francis. And then in the description below, he says, Pope Francis on February 2nd, 2022 taught that in Christ, no one can ever truly separate us from those we love because the bond is an existential bond, a strong bond that is in our very nature who have denied the faith, who are apostates. Pope Pius XII taught the exact opposite when he wrote of those who have not been so unfortunate as to separate themselves from the unity of the body or have excluded by legitimate authority for grave faults committed as does schism or heresy or apostasy. Pope Francis is condemned by Pope Pius XII. Okay, so then that in itself, it's, it's not controversial to say that a Pope has erred in a single statement. And there are various examples of that, and I'll get into later a bit more, but, um, Let's see what I think is more worrying, which is going to be one of his recent tweets, which I'll bring up for you. And then also a section in the in his video of how he is viewing it in the various examples. Okay, man, he tweets a lot. Okay, get down, get down, get down. This was from yesterday. Okay. Here it is, and I'll share that with you guys. Chrome tab. Okay, Twitter. There we go. So Cardinal Newman, um, St. John Henry Newman wrote, quote, if on one hand we believe that a pope can add to our articles of faith, so on the other we hold that a heretical pope, ipso facto, so by the very fact of being heretical, sorry about that, ceases to be pope by reason of this heresy, as I have said. And then Dr. Marshall, which I don't think it's any coincidence that this is right after his recent video calling Pope Francis condemned and saying that he had preached heresy. He says a heretical Pope ipso facto loses the papacy. So what is this exactly supposed to be saying right here? That a heretical Pope loses the papacy. Is he saying that Francis has lost the papacy? Now that would be a reasonable conclusion from what he has said. And he hasn't explicitly said that. So I won't, um, judge that matter that he believes for instance has lost the papacy although when we get into his video which i'll show you a clip here soon it gets a lot more troubling okay i'm gonna get through this ad real quick it gets much more troubling 
Okay, about minute 40. And there's another ad too, great. I don't want to get demonetized, so uh, not that I monetized on here. Okay. So I'm going to unmute. And then get this unmuted, and then I'll switch screen so we can watch this clip real quick. Okay. Man, I wish I had Militant Jamie here to do all this for me. Okay, now let's, I'm going to put this on 1.5 speed so we can get through this and not have to spend forever. So if you're uh, listening to the playback on two times speed, this is about to get really fun for you. Is let other people know, hey, do you want to get bitten by a wolf? Do you want a wolf to put his jaws on your throat? Look out. What does this mean for the church? I don't know. It scares me. It scares me. Robert Bellarmine says when a man, a pope is a manifest heretic, he falls, ipso facto, immediately from the papacy. In De Ecclesia elsewhere, he says he has to be warned two or three times. I don't think I'm qualified, but Holy Father Pope Francis, if you see this, as a humble layman, Canon 212, I really think you need to revisit, change, and repent of the errors that you just taught to the whole church. That's all I can do. And again, I might be, maybe I'm the one that's wrong. Maybe Pius XII is wrong. I don't know. This doesn't sound right to me. There's obvious suggestions. I already see them in the live chat. Well, people are saying Benedict XVI is still the Pope. Could be the case. People are saying Francis never was the Pope. Could be the case. He certainly seems to lack the charism of the Vicar of Christ. He doesn't like the title Vicar of Christ. People say in the comments, well, the election in 2013 was invalid. People say Benedict XVI was still the Pope. Some people say he was elected validly, but because of his heresy, because he never answered the dubia of Cardinal Burke and Ron Mueller and others, he fell from the papacy and lost the charism of St. Peter's keys. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm not playing games with you. I'm not trying to grift you. I don't know. I do know that what Francis taught yesterday is not Catholicism. Once saved, always saved. Once in the church, always in the church. That ain't cap. Okay. So let's see if anybody, I'm assuming you guys heard that we had a, a thing before where you guys didn't hear that, but um, yeah, that is the very troubling part of that live stream right there. And it's very concerning and um, just see what he said. Um, I don't know what to make of it um, when it comes to, his future relation, I don't think that he'll, I guess my title is a bit clickbaity, but somebody can materially hold to a sort of set of a contism without formally holding to that set of a contism. And from at least what he said, uh, this is dangerously, dangerously close to that. This is very, very dangerous um, things to be flirting with. And that's why i'm doing this video to warn you guys that this is dangerous and to not flirt with it to stay away from it to get as far away as you can from it do not get away from it well do not comma get away from it 
So now let's get into how exactly are we to view such a situation where let's say Dr. Marshall happens to be right and a Pope is, um, the Holy Father is preaching a certain heresy which has been condemned. So let's let's get into it. So first, the very important um, distinction we have to make is that between formal and material heresy. So a material heretic would, for example, let's say you have um, a Catholic who is is faithful, loves Christ, loves the church, has faith, um, hope, and charity. And due to a lack of knowledge, due to an ignorance, not due to any um, fault of their own, they err on a very specific matter. Let's say in imagining the, the Eucharist, they imagine it in a certain uh, physical way. Let's say that's how it happens. Um, that when they're glossing substance, they gloss it in a way which is uh, not in accordance with how the magisterium has spoken previously on substantial presence. They would be a material heretic, not a formal heretic. Now, a formal heretic, let's say Arius. Arius is a formal heretic. He, with plenty of knowledge has stated something contrary to the Catholic faith, and, this is a very much and, he has been condemned by due authority. Now we can see um, in the definition of a heretic that the Holy Father would not fall into this. And then Cardinal Bellarmine reveals this when he says that he would have to be, um, that he would have to uh, be rebuked and condemned in order to uh, be uh, ipso facto, lose the papacy. And I think Cardinal Bellarmine is right about that. If you have a pope which is preaching heresy and is condemned by the proper authorities, which would, I don't know, I guess it would be the, the curia of the, the group of cardinals, or it would be an ecumenical council. I can't think of any other authorities that could do that. Not a layman with a webcam. So if a pope, if that situation arose, then yes. But we can see in the situation of the Holy Father that it is not that far. One could propose that he is preaching a heresy and after a material manner, not being condemned. That is a correct gloss in which we could speak of a pope um, without being condemned, being a heretic. But we we cannot, he is, um, I believe that Dr. Marshall is equivocating with terms here. And it's a very dangerous equivocation. It's very uh, clickbaity. So if you want to condemn me for being clickbaity with this video, I think the title, Pope Francis Teaches Heresy in all caps, would, uh, would count as a clickbaity title. So I think the best historical example to... Um, to view this in the lens of would be the example of John the 22nd. Now, John the 22nd was a medieval Pope. Um, and there had obviously been a lot of Johns before him. 
and not until the 20th century was this name recovered because of because of his heresy he had preached um in in sermons much like the situation with francis although i'm not saying francis was a heretic i'm saying that the situation is the same preaching in his sermons um at rome a certain heresy about the beatific vision that we do not have the beatific vision until after the resurrection and this was uh condemned by some priests uh, the dominicans especially were saying holy father you're not correct in this and this is heretical this is against the faith but nobody was saying that he had ipso facto lost the papacy because the proper authorities had not condemned him and especially because he had not um in preaching some sermons to private and public audiences, very small audiences, especially back then, he had not been speaking in, a, in such a uh, formal and universal and binding manner as would have necessitated uh, such a uh, condemnation. So I think that is the best frame of reference to view any such actions by, by the Holy Father. If you want to say that he had erred in such a way as he was a heretic is view him like john the 22nd is that uh it is licit with four th theologians which with learning um and not in a in a way which oversteps their bounds to correct the holy father in some of these matters to disagree with him is fine although it's my personal practice since I did not see myself as qualified to do such. And I don't think any of you watching my live streams should do such. But if we had um, certain learned theologians who could do such, then okay, you can, you are allowed to. But to say that he has ipso facto lost the papacy or even to flirt with that or to play this game of saying he fell into heresy and then making certain statements about Cardinal Bellarmine and saying, well, I don't know, and then tweeting about it, I think that's disingenuous and it's very dangerous. And I would um, exhort all of you to, to uh, pray for Dr. Marshall and to pray for the Holy Father. So I will get into some of the questions in the chat just to see what's going on, but I don't think this will last any longer than 10 more minutes. Okay. Yes. Holy smokes. Pray for him. And then also something new that I'm, I'm testing right now is this should be streaming to Twitter and Facebook right now, which I usually do not do, but um, I don't know if it's, if it's even working on Twitter right now. Let's see if any of you can confirm that. I don't know if it is or not. But I know it's working to Facebook. So uh, some of these comments are actually not from the YouTube chat. Okay, let's see. Um, okay. Okay, so Anglican Sounds says, I don't see how calling a theological possibility dangerous doesn't outright deny the personal intelligibility of the articles of faith. 
Um, I don't know what this is in reference to. So if you could clarify that, uh, I'm, I'm sure I could answer that. But that was seven minutes ago, so I don't exactly know what I was saying precisely seven minutes ago. Yeah, and everybody's saying, board is saying, uh, the said position, said A position makes no sense if I swam the tiber. Yeah, I don't think the set of a contest position makes it, makes it clear at all. So yeah, Thomas, the canon law is clear. Only the magisterium can declare someone a heretic. Yes, formally, yes. Um, but again, I think uh, Michael Lofton has a very uh, good video on this, discussing the various ways in which we use the word heretic and refer to somebody as a heretic. But uh, I, I think otherwise, and I think in this case with Dr. Marshall, that he's having some trouble because he's equivocating terms on this. A goal for Jesus asks a good question. So, but what if the proper authorities have gone off the rails too? So, um, I would say, and I would argue very clearly that that is impossible because Christ has made a promise to the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church that it will not um, have such a situation where they will fall irredeemably, irredeemably um, but that the charism of truth will always be present. Okay, so Christopher Mount, fair enough, but when the Pope does something objectively disgusting, um, like appoint Jeffrey Sachs to the Pontifical Academy of Social Sciences, do we just ignore it? Um, so I think I'm not saying that we should just ignore it when proper authorities go off the rails, so to speak, or do something wrong or uh, speak certain false propositions. Because I'm sure since, um, since, wait, give me one second. Sorry, my wife just needed the keys. So I think with um, these cases that a lot of us and the majority of us, the super majority of us are not in a position to, to speak against it in a certain way of authority. Now, if you want to read certain works by those who are more learned and, and share it and to express these positions privately, like go ahead. Like if you're talking with a friend and you want to discuss this, or if you're even talking in a group chat, a discord, whatever, I, I think that's fine. I think that's completely fine. But when you have massive audiences and you're, you're uh, speaking in a public manner that you have to be very, 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 very careful that you're in the right position and you qualify to make these statements. And then even then speak with as much charity and goodwill as you can. Okay. So James says, doesn't idol worship the Vatican cross the line? I'm referring to Pachamama. Um, I think it's the same way with, uh, with what I previously said. Uh, for example, um, the most charitable way of, of viewing that situation, and I'm just speaking in hypotheticals here, that if someone were to argue um, that it was licit 
or at least that it wasn't that in Francis's mind and in the minds of those who participated in it, that they were um, not intending to commit idolatry. We could say that they were just looking for um, certain different uh, art forms of Our Lady and that they were taking these art forms in, in such a way. Okay. Set of Acontists are just Protestants that came later. The original set, or don't forget about the original set of Acontists, the Orthodox. Okay. So Dave says that it's working on Twitter and that it's live on Facebook. Warren says, okay, cool. Cool, cool. Okay. So here's a question. This is a bit off the topic, but as an Anglican, what is your view of the papacy? Um, I'm not an Anglican anymore. Um, if you missed that, I am a Roman Catholic and I'm being received into the ordinariate. So uh, in a sense, I guess you could call me an Anglican. Okay, so Anglican Sound says, you called Dr. Marshall's flirting with the theological possibility of set of a contism dangerous. Doesn't that deny that you can actually know what the contents of faith are? Well, I think the reason that it's dangerous isn't necessarily that you can't do this. Um, you can't do this theorizing about whether certain theological propositions by the Holy Father and by the magisterium in a non-definitive way are in uh, a certain bit of error. But what this is saying is that set of a contism as a theology is grossly in error. So to even bring up the possibility of set of a contism being true, that'd be like a Catholic bringing up the possibility of the Orthodox position or the, uh, or the old Catholic position that um, papal infallibility is is wrong. That it, in, in that sense, you can't really flirt with that possibility. Okay, so, oh yeah. So Isaiah is asking, uh, before, my, before my conversion, I would have viewed the Pope as much in the same way that the Orthodox would view the Pope, that there's a certain uh, primacy of honor and there's a certain jurisdiction that he has over the Western Church. Um, that that's how I would have I would have placed it. Okay, so if Saint Thomas defines invincible ignorance as ignorance that cannot be overcome by study, isn't it absurd to ascribe that to the Pope? So, um, in a sense. If we're going to take that definition very strictly, then yes, it would be absurd to describe invincible ignorance that way. But invincible ignorance can also occur through certain uh, situations in which somebody has placed themselves, certain um, certain blocks, to put it that way. So is it possible that Pope Francis may be declared as an anti-pope in the future? Uh, yes, it is possible if he is condemned as a heretic by the lawful authorities, then yes. Okay, so Solus Christus. Maybe Pope Francis was referring to the baptismal bond. Apostasy can't break the baptismal bond, so apostates are saint sacramentally. They are eternally sealed by the sacrament. Yes, yes, that is a possibility. And uh, personally, uh, that is the most charitable reading. So that is, in giving him the benefit of the doubt, the, the benefit that I will give him.
Okay. Okay, Mark 7 shows Sola Scriptura. Um, we could have a discussion about that. Going for Jesus. Oh, oh, is that uh is that the section talking about um the traditions of men? Okay. Do you deny the theology of Sedivacantism taught by Bellarmine? Uh, what do you mean by that? Do you mean Bellarmine's I'd have to I'd have to get a little bit more context for that question. Is the ACNA the SSPX of the Anglican world? Yeah, I guess you could say in a sense that they're in uh, imperfect communion with uh, with the See of Canterbury and the Anglican communion. I don't think it would be that the ACNA would be set of a contest. That'd be more the continuum. Okay, so uh, don't see any more things in the chat at the moment. Thank you for... Uh, joining me for this brief brief um expose got a lot of different people that i normally don't get so that was really cool to get your guys's insight so as a the rest of the scheduling for today at eight o'clock i will be having father max nightingale on to talk about canon law and the importance of canon law and how to get into studying canon law i think that's just going to be an absolutely fascinating conversation i'm really looking forward to it because that is definitely one of my weak points is the study of canon law i have not made that an emphasis on my own study to my shame but uh in the future i would love to start getting into its study and uh to teach you guys a little bit something about it so uh, also at nine o'clock, we'll be having our chill stream with uh, Eric, Militant Jamie, and with the other Paul. And that is where I will be revealing my, my new chill stream intro, which is a bit meme and it's and uh, it'll be fun. Um, also, you know, the, the general things, I will send the link to the Discord in the chat right now. Um, definitely join that, very important that you're a member of the Discord, because that's where you can further these discussions, ask some of the questions that you guys have asked here, and to discuss it in more detail than I was able to cover in a few seconds. Um, also, if you really, really appreciate me, um, patreon.com slash militant Thomist. That is very important that I have patrons. Um, you guys keep me alive with um, equipment, then all the subscriptions that I have to have, because I mean, StreamYard here is a subscription. Everything's a subscription. Um, and that costs a good deal of money and also equipment and, and the such. And then eventually the possibility of doing this full time. Uh, that would be great. So that's all I have for you today. And God bless. Glory.